Hi and welcome back to SGTV. This is another video in the Job Roots for Electricians mini-series. So as usual, we'll be talking to electricians about the various routes you can take as an electrician. So once you become qualified, you don't necessarily have to just stick with one route. Or even if you've been doing a certain job for X amount of years and you want to progress or change in the industry, this is what we'll be talking about in the mini-series. And today we're going to be talking with Eddie from Pegasus Electrical, who is a HVAC installer, which means heating, ventilation and aircon, for those who don't know. So, Eddie, thank you for joining us today. Hi, Ben. You are right? Yeah, good. It's nice to have a fellow Midlander. I see. They probably won't understand us now, No. When I do these videos, I try and put on quite a neutral accent, and then if I get a fellow me fellow Midlander on the show, I'm going to start going a bit, bit brummy and you know all that. So sorry to our audience. <laughs> Subtitles will be available. Yeah, yeah. So could you tell us a bit about sort of how you started out in the industry and sort of how how to wait how you got to where you are now? Uh, well, it's 35 years of that, so that could be a bit of a long story. So I'll cut it short. Um, yeah. Uh, Basically, uh, did a work experience um, at school, uh, which was at BBC Pebble Mill, uh, on the electrical and mechanical side. Um, the building's no longer there, I believe. Um, but uh, did that. That was that was really interesting. Um, and then to join that, I did get offered a job, but you had to be 18 and you had to be in the union, uh, both at the same time. Um, and then it was... Um, uh, the girlfriend I was with at the time, uh, old man, who's a director at um, uh, electrical contractors firm, and basically I went and did a, another work experience in my own time then, and basically got offered a job, so I took it and went through my apprenticeship, uh, and it was an apprenticeship rather than uh, you know uh, different other ways of doing it. Um, which is, uh, it was really good. Um, loads of experience in different things, um, throughout domestic, uh, commercial, industrial. You know, I mean, you could be in a granny's house site, you know, running up a doorbell one day and the next day you'd be pulling 240 mil in or whatever it'd be like, you know, in a factory. So, yeah, it was it was very varied. So it was quite good. Did enjoy it. Um, stayed there. I was there for up until... In the 2000, it had been about 16 years, something like that. I was longly serving at the, at the time, other than the gaffer. And then went and worked for myself, and then that was it. Uh, but Never looked back? No, it's, um, I mean, the one thing I will say is, uh, I mean, I've made plenty of mistakes. The biggest ones was uh, financial. Um, uh, working for yourself, it, it really is a case of, like, you know, it, You've really got to treat it as a business and understand how a business works um, financially, especially. I mean, it doesn't matter what job you do, whatever trade you're in, uh, that is absolutely critical. You know, whereas obviously, you know, hands-on bloke who did, you know, you could throw in as many cables as you like and lights and sockets and pumps or whatever it be. But unless you, unless you financially sort it out correctly, that really comes a real big bind. Yeah, big uh, learning curve. Oh, it's a massive learning curve, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, that is the one thing I would suggest to anybody who's ever looking to work for themselves is make sure you've got a good accountant and um, you understand how a business works. 
you know, I learned it the hard way, you know. So it was um, that was a big setback. It probably put me back back ten years. Really? Seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, um, you know, you you be slugging your guts out, like can you, you know, it's uh, but until you you end up in you know loads of debt and all sorts, like you know, it's um. You, you realise you're in the right sticky situation. How'd you get out of it? So you know, it's, it, biggest advice I'll ever give to anybody when working for yourself. Don't matter how good of an electrician or chipper or bricky or whatever you do. Don't, don't matter how good you are, unless your books are right, it means absolutely sweet nothing. Sweet mm. nothing. Yeah. You know. So it's uh, yeah. So it's uh, that's that's a downer to start on, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, no. I mean, th- that's the beauty about this channel. We're not trying to make everything sunshine and rainbows we're trying to help people yeah. no matter what stage they are in the industry what level we're trying to make it as honest and helpful as we possibly can mm. uh, you know for be- for better or worse and that that's what that's the that's what we do that's why we do this channel yeah. um, so what what made you go into into heat in ventilation all that kind of thing uh that was dropped on me uh, basically uh my old firm that I used to work for, um, they, uh, the governor, uh, gave me this uh, job to do. The, uh, the schematic drawings for the panel was about an inch thick. Um, the panel was being built for us, but I had to go and buy the panel, uh, take the panel fitted. Well, the panel was delivered. It was about uh, uh, six foot uh, by about eight foot, you know, six foot high by about eight foot wide. Um, you know, hundreds of connections in it, like you know, so that arrived on site, and basically, you know, you're going to sort that out, like you know, it's probably one of the biggest boiler rooms I've ever done. <laughs> so, you know, you, you could fit a uh, you could easily fit a hockey pitch into the um, in, into the, the boiler room itself, wow. it was that big. The air vandling units were like the size of flats, yeah. And there's four of them, and you know it was uh, that was a big learning curve. But then it's a case of breaking it down. I've got to be interested on on that particular drawing, what was on the right hand side, what was going out. But over the time of going through the drawing and such like, you know, and getting used to bits and pieces like differential pressure switches, bumps, uh, heat exchange plates, sensors, and all that sort of stuff, yeah, you, you start to learn how to have it all starts coming about and that was it really um and another job i did was um a linishing machine for um uh, british guide rails it was i don't think they they're over here anymore um they basically make guide rails for lift shafts um and there's companies throughout the world that are part of the same company and the um when i wired this up in this big factory over at west brom um and that was all control stuff and put control panel up or conduit in one of your dams. I mean, it must have been it was about 60 foot long, this was so well, about 20 meters long. Yeah, it's a leading machine, so you know, it was um, must have took your interest though. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, that sort of thing did putting lights up and putting sockets in, bores the tears out of me. <laughs> That's it, bores the tears out of me. It really does. I mean, yeah. nowadays, I mean, if I was into it now. I don't suppose it would so much because of obviously you've got now the new technologies and such like um, the new types of lighting and it, it is a lot more interesting now than, uh, than what it ever was because I mean it was a you know filament bionic cap and it was about your lot or a 2D fitting like you know yeah. or, 
in the old. Uh, so where would the diff- where would the line be drawn between what you do and let's say a gas engineer? I know they're obviously going to be doing gas piping and all that, but when we, when it, when it comes to like the heating system, so where where do you draw the line there? We make it work, <laughs> basically. <laughs> uh, that's the, that's the crux of it. Um, is they they basically install the boilers, the pumps, pipe work, um, specialisation units, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then we we go in, wire it all up, and make it work. You know, it's uh, the crux of it, really. You know, it's. Um, and is that just domestic, or are you talking big commercial industrial heating systems? Oh, all sorts. Um, I've, like I say, the one plant room I've done, like you know, it was it was huge. Like you know, you could fit an hockey pitch in it. Like yeah. you know, um, each exchange plate was um, as tall as what I am. You know, six foot. Like you know. And it was easy exchange plate. They're normally in a domestic boiler, like, you know, they're like about, you know, uh, about 200 mil, eight inches, or, you know. So, you know, it's, um, but yeah, it was domestic. I, I, I learned how the pipe work basically worked in domestic because um, the typical thing going back um, when I was younger, like, was um, the plumber going to an house, um, don't matter how big it was. Um, and you'd get dumped with um, like the three port valves, mixing valves, two port valves. Um, you get a box of all these bits, time clocks, and um, stats and such like. And you, you were just giving it, like, you know, none of the makes married up or anything like, you know, you know, funny uh, well this and such well that. And, you know, it's it all basic stuff in the daylight. But, um, you know, you, of course, it's uh, understanding how the pipe work works, basically. Um, once you get that round your head, like it doesn't matter how big the system gets, it's a case of breaking everything down, you know, to to suit the way you think, you know. And I've got quite a logical mind. He, you know, he, he does see um, see how things work. A lot of mechanical, you know, throw me in an engine, I'll strip it down and rebuild it. Like you know, it's, yeah. uh, I, I enjoy that side of things as well. So, um, do you think there's it, um... it is, uh, Sorry, do you think there's more sort of more of a future in what you're doing now than there was previously? Because before it was very, like you say, let, let's say domestic install, for example, you'd have gas fitters that do your boiler, you'd have an electrician should you know should wire it up. I say should because some of the gas fitters will do it themselves, which I'm sure yeah. a lot of people know of. Um, but now you know there's a lot of new tech coming on the market, like these. Ground pumps, heat pumps, um, uh, what they're called, the um, immersion heaters. They're, they seem to be sort of making a bit of a comeback for a short period, and and amongst other tech, and it's gearing oh, yes, more towards connected to the solar and yeah, everything. Like, you it's know, gearing it's, more yeah, towards an electrician than a plumber or a gas fitter. So do you think that's the way it's going? Oh, technology now. I mean, um, to be an apprentice now. Without the technology is moving, I mean, this is the fastest moving trade, without question. Hands down, you know, a boiler's a boiler. You know, the the technology and it does change slightly, like, but at the end of the day, it's still the same five pipes that go into it. It's you know, and through that comes out of it, and it's a bit of a flame, and that's it, job done. But I mean, basically, like obviously, there's a load of regs that get nailed to it, like, but you know, that's the crux of it. But our technology, I mean, right now with um, your solar uh, charging your cars before it sends it into the grid and 
you know, all this technology, your, your, your new lighting systems, you know, the heating systems, in domestic, commercial and industrial, you know, across, across the absolute board, you know, it is the fastest moving trade without question. You know, the technologies are moving, you know, it's, um, it's getting a lot more internet based. Um, so you need to be a bit more savvy with that. Um, trying to learn how to do that, like going back when I um, like programming um, HMI screens, like touch screens, like on front of the control panel, um, you know, and all that. I mean, that was massive hard learning. And yeah. The software wasn't really built for uh, a novice or anything, whereas now, I mean, it's, it's drag and drop, put it in there, like, you know, sign that to that address and, and that's it. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a damn sight more simpler than what it ever used to be. Even the programming side on PLCs, you know, it really is. It's basically wiring inside of a, a computer screen, you know, what people do frighten from it, you know, it's, um, you know, but it, it isn't. It's, it's wiring at your desk. Yeah. You've you, you got in, inputs and outputs and all that and pull your blocks in, wire it up, and that's it, you, you're up and firing. Do you get involved much with um, some of the new stuff, like the, the ground source, heat pumps, air heat pumps, all that kind of thing? No, um, I have touched on it. Um, the the client that we're, we're with at the moment, they have not gone into that side of things at the moment. Um, so, but it's, you know, something I do keep an interest in um, and uh, keep an eye out on, like, you know. So it's, um, out of curiosity, where, which, which do you think will be the the heating tech of choice in, say, 20 years, you know, because not talking of burning, you know, not talking boilers where we've got gas boilers, hydrogen boilers, all this kind of thing. I'm, I'm more talking about electrical heat pumps. What what do you think would be the the preferred method that will stand out? I think a mix, to be honest with you. Yeah. I really do, yeah. It's, um, uh, and they're more talking together. Um because let's face it, you couldn't just heat a building off heat source pump, you know, you just wouldn't get enough heat, um, especially if you've got things like fan convectors involved. Basically, it's like a radiator with um, a fan which blows the air through. Um, yeah, you just wouldn't have the kilowatts to be able to do that. It'd just come out as cold air. Um, so then you would need, um, I mean, they are dropping gas, so uh, it will be like hydrogen or something like that will be uh, more... Uh, more involved. Um, there's new gas technologies coming through. Um, so there's, yeah, it'll be a mix of them all and it's basically getting them more talk to, talk to each other um, to get the biggest efficiency out of them. And that's where it'll, that's where I think it'll go. Yeah. And that's why there's yeah. going to be such a, a demand, I think, for electricians oh, to be going yeah. into, yeah, into yeah. your field, into yeah. HVAC. Yeah, um, it will be. It's um, well, people do think it's a complicated. Um, uh, you know, they look at a control panel. Uh, I mean, I wore them out the head. You know, I, I do the drawings afterwards. That's the way my mind works. You see, you know, because I, yeah, I, I, I'm looking at it from a, a practical point of view. Um, they look at them, and they go, "Oh, what's going on here?" Like, you know, all these lamp switches and this, that, and the other, and contactors, relays, PLCs. Well, all it is at the end of the day is a feed, um, a switch, and a load. Yeah. If you look at it in that context and break it down in that context, it is actually so much simpler. Yeah. Okay, the tech itself, contact, uh, 
the yeah, tech itself yeah, isn't exactly new. They've improved all these things and made it compact no, and it, more efficient. But like you say, it, it's essentially quite simple technology that they're just sort of, you know, yeah. reinventing, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's just a, it's just um, a lot of stuff in in one box, basically. You know, that's where they um, yeah, that's what throws people. Now, if you spread that out across the wall, you know, um, then, then people would get it a lot easier, I think. But it's because it's like, oh, suddenly, like, you know, you've got all this, like, it's, um, but you know, it's cash break it down. Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, but, so that's, how, that's how I see it anyway. Let's talk about qualifications because, again, this is one of the things, we, one of the messages we try and get across is once you've got your qualifications from whichever route you're doing, you know, apprentice, courses, college, anything like that, um, are there any specific qualifications you need to go into, into HVAC? Well, if you're staying on the control side of it, uh, depending on what you're doing, of course. I mean, if you're doing like, um, if you're going to panel building, um, I mean, you can go into that as as an electrician. Uh, there is some more um, learning that you would need to do for that, right? because obviously uh, there is different calculations involved. Very similar to our, our own, like, you know, in uh, trunking capacities and such like. You've got split trunking. You've still got your... Um, uh, your cables, which are normally carry higher um, currents anyway, uh, the tri-rated cables. Um, and, you know, you've still got all your spacing factors your, and, and all that sort of stuff. Plus also you've got your heat dissipation from your contactors, your uh, transformers, PLCs and all that. And it's, uh, there's heat calculations involved in that. Uh, but basically it's pretty much as, Muchest the muchest, really. Um, it, it's easier to go into the panel building side and from an electrician's point of view than it is for a panel builder to go into an electrician's yeah. job, like you know, because um, basically all you're doing is scaling it down into a box, as it were. Um, and then obviously, like the wiring that comes out of that is an electrician's job. You know, it's, it's so, literally. It's, uh, so, do you think you get more? You, if you, say, if you've been, you've just got qualified, you're fresh out of college, or wh however you've done it. Do you, do you think more people are going sort of down a domestic commercial route and then splitting off into HVAC rather than going straight into HVAC? It depends on the firm you're working for, really. I think because um, yeah, obviously, um, like for myself, I don't touch domestic work. Um, Never really enjoyed it, to be honest with you. I didn't mind doing empty rewires and such like, because um, you can just crack on with it. Um, but like doing, like where people are living in the uh, the house or the flat or whatever it be, you know, yeah, I just found it such a bind I did. You know, it was, uh, I, and of course, um, when Park P come out, that was my way. <laughs> I can uh, say, nah, I'll, I'll pass it on to a couple of the firms that I know do it, like, you know. Um, and then I'll get work from them, you know, for, you know, when it gets a bit more complex, I've got, even if it's, it is a heating system in uh, the domestic case, it's the only things I really touch if, if and when it does come up, it's not that often. Um, but yeah, I'll stick to that side of it really. So, you know, it's, uh, what about, what about when it comes to some of the larger things like the big duct work, duct work, larger fans that kind of thing it, again are we, we're talking extra qualifications or is it more of an ex, more of a hands-on experience kind of thing yeah i don't actually fit the i, I don't fit the pilot work and duct work and that sort of stuff like you know it's um they're, they're always put in place so you, you've got your 
your duck fitters and one of yeah, you got your pipe fitters, um, gas engineers and such like. So that they're normally nail it all together. Um, and then we come in after and then wire all the pieces up. So I mean it is just wiring from A to B. You know, you've got a fan that's been controlled from a control panel to get that supply from, from A to B. Normally speaking, on the bigger jobs, um, there'd be consultants involved. They'd already have all the cable sizes sorted out. And literally, you, you're just pulling in cables and connecting cables. Um, and then you'd normally get, um, once you've uh, finished doing your part, going from control panel to the uh, sensors or uh, differential pressure switches or uh, airflow switches, uh, you know, the um, boilers, whatever it be. Um, you know, the commission engineer then takes over um, and, and does makes it work, basically. So um, checks that everything's going in the right direction, like with your three-phase and such like. You know, some of the big motors I've worked on, like, you know, if you did, send them the wrong way it would uh, do a hell of a lot of damage um so it was uh, you know it's very important that it was uh, it was checked out first you know especially when you're talking like thousands of pounds like just for the motor you know who mind all the other kit like you know it was um it was, it was quite uh you know so you know you get them guys in and they do that side of it i mean with the stuff i do normally now um i design it um because they're smaller boiler rooms uh, um you probably got between, uh, normally speaking, between two and six, maybe seven zones, um, individually pumped um, or uh, electrically um, zoned where a pump could go around two zones and then you'll have fan convectors and you switch to fan convectors which then I'll send it into another two zones. Um, So they they are on smaller scales. I mean, my panels are normally between... uh, 1,000 IB800 uh, or 1,000 B600, pretty much standard. Um, and, you know, the the way I've got it um, set out now, that it is pretty much a repeat and, you know, you either add or drop a pump or, or whatever it be for that, like, you know, just slightly modify it. So it comes fairly quick, like, you know, building a panel, I can knock the panel out in three, four days, quite happily you know it's um you know when i'm left to it no phone calls yeah when when you're left to it there's always phone calls that that is the other problem with uh, being self-employed is uh everybody thinks you work for yourself or you don't that is an absolute fallacy that is you do not work for yourself when you work for a company you've normally got either your contracts manager or your gaffer or whoever it be who, who controls you you have one person to deal with. When you work for yourself, if you've got 20 customers, you've got 20 gaffers. Yeah, all with their own needs, responsibilities and expectations. Precisely, yeah. So, yeah, it's a bit of a fallacy, that is working for yourself. It's uh, yeah. pick and choose what you want to do because it doesn't always work. <laughs> so. um, what would you say the... I mean, you've, you've mentioned a few challenges already, you know, like expensive components that if they go wrong, it could potentially come in out of your pocket. Multi- multiple gaffers to work for, but what would you say some of the biggest challenges you have to come across in, in HVAC work? Biggest challenges? Probably the paperwork. Really? Uh, it's my, my biggest paper. That's my biggest challenge. You know, because I, I do, you know, not, you know, start um, altering the drawings, like CAD up the drawings and stuff like that. You've got your 
the PLC programming. I mean, with the jobs that we're doing at the moment, they're all very similar. So it, it is a lot quicker. But if you're starting from scratch, you could be spending longer doing the design and the drawings than it would take you to build the panel. You know, and of course, you've got to allow for that, you know, which then basically nearly doubled the price of your panel um, because the labour intensity is involved. I mean, that's your biggest price in anything, really, a, a lot of the time is your labour, isn't it? So, you know, the, the parts generally, unless you're doing big scale, you know, it's uh, generally speaking up to like, you know, commercial, um, even in um, like your shops or even your bigger shops. Um, you know, it's not major money. It's obviously, you've got to make sure your all your insurances are in place and this, that, and the other. Fortunately, I've never had to use it, so yeah, I, I see the problems before they eat normally. You know, whether it be somebody else's design or, or whatever it be. You know, I suppose um, that just comes with experience, though, doesn't it? Yeah, that, that does. Yeah, it does come with experience. Uh, it's um, I mean, if it, it was the sort of route you wanted to get into, it's, it's a case of working with the, the right companies, um, work for an electrical contractor who works uh, with like a control panel company to start off with, um, get used to the kit. I mean, we work for quite a few um, panel companies once we'd started getting into that. Um, back in the old days, I, you know, we was doing uh, control panels for probably uh, fitting them and wiring um, from them, um, probably six different panel companies. So, of course, then you've got the experience of then how different companies build them as well. You say um, that's where I've got the advantage. Like, you know, when I build mine, like, um, I've taken like the, what I, I consider the best ideas from each of them, you know, and I get a better product at the end of it. Like, you know, so it's, um, but that comes with the experience. Yeah. You know, if you're, you're coming through the electrical route into into the HVAC route, then try and get on with the firms, them type of firms. Learn from them. Yeah, yeah. Get used to it. See if it is, you know, your cookie. Yeah. You know, but like you say, it's, in, it's enjoyable yeah. for people like, like yourself who probably enjoy the practical aspect of figuring something out, stripping it apart in their head and getting an understanding of how it works and simplifying it and not being yeah. overwhelmed by that. Yeah, I mean, I'm quite fortunate like that where my, um, uh, I mean, I've been told I'm probably I was slightly dyslexic or um, uh, um, COPD issue or whatever it be like, you know, I don't, I don't particularly care, really, to be honest. Um, but my brain works in, in a very logical manner. You know, so that does help, you know, if, you, yeah. if you're a I think a lot of sparkies do, though, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, basically, if you can understand one-way, two-way, intermediate switching, how a contractor operates, you know, basically, you, you, you're halfway there. Yeah. You know, even when it comes to the PLC programming, you're halfway there. You know, it's, um, you know, it, it is literally like, you know, you've got your inputs and outputs and what you want want it to do in between you can make that as complicated as you like you know or as simple as you like you know just you know switches what's, in and lights out what's the most enjoyable aspects you have from the job the end of it the end of it <laughs> yeah well it's the finished product oh, okay and you know the finished product 
you know, then on to the next one. I, I, I move around the country a lot. Um, some people will find it a bind. I've uh, been doing it for a, a good number of years now, so for probably the best part of 25 years, doing a lot of like moving up and down the country, um, which is one of the biggest advantages of living where we do in the Midlands, or, you know, got an easy network to jump onto, and that's it. A couple of hours, you're pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, it's um, the the breakdown side on the servicing side, like, you know, uh, that can become a bit of a pain. Not uh, like the other week, it was uh, a phone call, you pop up to uh, Falkirk. It's like four and a half hours up the road, four, no, five hours up the road. You know, get up there, I'm there 10 minutes. It takes me longer to, longer to open up the gates, get in there, um, open up the building, you know, see pretty much straight away because I know what I'm looking for. It's, I've been told what the, the basic problem is and it's normally only going to be because of the experience. It's normally, and this is a panel which has got no wiring, no drawings or anything. Like, it's a fairly basic panel. Um, but even so, it's, um, because nothing's starting up or anything, it's more than likely going to be either the feeding, but the panel light's on. So, um, um so it's more than likely going to be the emergency circuit or the control circuit that's gone down. So, you know, it, it, it's fairly quite straightforward then to, uh, you know, look for, don't look at things too deeply, you know, start from the fault finding, start from the beginning. Have you got a feed coming in? Right, move on to the next bit there. Your, your fuse is okay or MCB switched on or, yeah. you know, have you got power coming out of them? It could be a faulty uh, MCB. Check both sides of it, you know. Um, Process of elimination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Start from the easy stuff. 90% of the time, it's going to be somewhat easy. Bulk point, it normally is. Um, But if you you look at it, because it looks a complicated system, you try and look at it complicated, you get too much into it. You could be there for days, and it could be a 20-minute job, you know, uh, because you're totally going off on a, because it looks complicated, you think it's going to be a complicated problem. As normally speaking, it isn't. You know, it's um, start at the beginning. Always start yeah. at the beginning. Check seconds. Um, yeah. I mean, this was going to be my next question. Really, was what sort of advice would you would you give? Um, I mean, what what advice would you give to anyone sort of thinking about getting into HVAC if they're currently looking into it, or if they're in a different sector of the electrical industry, and that that might be some of that's taking their interest? Like I said earlier, I really need to get on board with um, a company that works uh, for like a, a control panel company or something like that. I think that's probably your best route into it. So you, you get an understanding and you start seeing plant rooms, um, you start seeing the kit, and then like, when it starts getting livened up, um, you start to understand how, how the pipe work works. I mean, basically, a pipe works is a ring main. You know, it's as simple as, you know, yeah. it's, you know, you've got a flow and you've got a return. Yeah. Um, you've got loads at the end of it. You know, your radiator is like a socket at the end of the day. Um, you've got a live and neutral there, haven't you? You've got a flow and return. There you go. It's, it, it, it isn't um, it isn't rocket science. Or, you know, and once you establish which ones are which, and normally then by the time they finish, they're all lagged up. They've normally got the flow and return arrows on them, um, and then you'll get like your stripe symbols. Uh, they'll di- um, dictate on what type of pipe work it is. 
um, whether it be domestic cold water, domestic hot water, um, your, your flows and returns on your heating and that sort of stuff. Yeah, once you get your head around it, it's, it's been in the environment, I think. I've been yeah. just going out and thinking, oh, I'm going to do this big pump room today. Like, you know, I, I don't think that's the way to attack it unless you've got some serious knowledge behind you and you've done a serious load of background um, breathing then until you actually are on the site, physically putting it in, putting the conduit in, putting the trunkings in um, and adding the panel to the wall, um, you know, and doing all that sort of gear. Um, I think moving on from that, um, I mean, you can go into... Um, you can do designing courses, you know. I mean, a lot of these consultants have never picked up a screwdriver in their life, so well, you could go down that route. But I mean, you're talking like you know, five years out of your, um, your working life, you know, can you afford to do that? Mm. Can well, happy, la, 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 you know, but, uh, but would you say it's a worthwhile sector to get into though? I enjoy it, yeah. I enjoy it if you if you if you want to have some of the um, uh, the, the tasks you a bit more, you know, it's uh, but I would say on the domestic side now. Um, you know, with the way the technologies are going, I mean, I still can't, I, I still don't really get why we wire lighting in 230 volt. Don't understand why we do it. It's all LED now, isn't it? You, you, you're doing a new build, yeah. What, why isn't the lighting done next to low voltage? You know, yeah, uh, it's a question for our audience to maybe get involved with. Well, yeah, why, why aren't we doing it? Um, it, it's, it's traditional that we do it this way. You know, it's um, whether it be three plates at the light or whether it be um, uh, three plates at the um, at the switch light, you know, whichever way you, that they tend to do. But it's because it's what we've always done. Yeah. Well, technology's moved now. We need mm. to move with the technology. Why are we putting light fittings in that have got yeah. 230 coming well, into them? This is the beauty about being in the age of information now. You've got social media, YouTube, all these places where people can get together and and collect their opinions together and hopefully aim it at the powers that be and make a dent. Um, yeah, it's, um, uh, that, that was a quite a thing, actually. Um, I'm not really a social media buff, as it were, like, you know, it, um, it sort of um, fell on me, as it were. Um, I, I did the Twitter, but it was more of a case because I was working for myself. Uh, I mean, I was working for myself for... Uh, probably about 10 years before I, I joined um, an association, I joined the ECA. Um, and, of course, you, you get lost. You, you, the information, you know, I didn't really go to all sales anyway, so even picking up the PE magazine, like, you know, it's, that, that was a once-in-a-blue-moon thing, that was. Um, so you, you lose the technologies, what's happening and all that. So I started on Twitter again, just basically just keeping on what was going on in the world. Um, you know, that's how I got into social media. Then um, when I was, uh, when I first joined the ECA, um, we had the, um, we had a, a flyer come through regarding um, SYYY and CY Flex. So, you know, you know, be careful when using it, like make sure you, do your background on it, um, that it is satisfactory for what you're putting it in for. Um, and uh, so I looked into it a bit like we've been in control, used quite a bit of it. Um, went down a massive rabbit warren, um, and basically that's where 7.1 comes from. Um, I was known 
uh, with basicals, the dog with the bone. <laughs> um, and I, I, I treat every corner of the, the industry. Um, I was a bit of a pain in the butt. Um, for, for, I want to know more, you know, what, what is this generally to? What is Gen 2? Well, it meant nothing, basically. Um, it, it could have been... Uh, could have been as good as the British standard. It could be better than the British standard. It could be a wet piece of string. It meant nothing. The insulation sizes, the uh, sheathing size, you know, the thicknesses and all that. Um, copper quality, you know, they could say it was generally made to this standard. And this is where the problem come in with it. And now, um, so that's basically, yeah, 7.1 come about. Um, but I did that because I was, in the ECA, I went to the meetings and I, I pushed it that direction, went to the branch meeting, pushed it that direction. I, I can make a change here, you know, and I did. Um, and then like, social media coming about and then now I've been like, um, like, like the la uh, latest uh, DPC on the, the new amendment coming out. You know, you can get involved in it. This year was the biggest... Um, amount of comments they'd ever had on the different regulations, but because we could push it across social media, we found yeah. out, you know, us down on the ground sparks could actually do something about it. You know, we, we can we, we can have a voice in this. Whereas before, so, as I grew up, I never knew that we even had a voice. No yeah, one told but, us. But so you should, really. I mean, pe yeah. people working, as you say, boots on the ground, they're the ones that are in in and out of it, knowing it better than people who might be sitting, you know, comfortably in some respects. Because technologies change, housing mm. changes, everything changes, and it takes a while for that to catch up back at the top. So to feed it from the bottom back to the top is important, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, and how, how it's physically put together, uh, does it practically actually work? You know, it's... Um, uh, when fitting this kit, you know, it's... Um, I mean, your dialy systems first come out and stuff like that. I mean, the plugs that originally went with them and you're crossing over voltages and stuff like that and comms and all that. The first ones, they, they really, you know, the reason wasn't up to much, like, but now they're a lot better, you know. I mean, a lot of these uh, big commercial lighting systems, like, you know, they are the one or 230 to the light fitting. And then it's, uh, you know, an Ethernet cable to, that controls it. You know, like I say, why aren't we doing that in domestic? You know, mm. why do we why do we even put 230 there you know it's, uh, there's a lot of heat dissipation loss um, so you've got power losses and all that sort of stuff you know so you're changing from a DC system into an AC system and back into a DC system and yeah because an LED is just a, a DC uh, light emitting diode at the end of the day so it's, um, why, why would you keep changing it when it go DC to DC you know it's um, just a thing yeah. Just a thought. No, it's good. It's good to have people's opinions, and that's, yeah. that's why we do this show, as I said. Um, but I think that probably brings us to a conclusion of this episode. Um, so really, I hope anyone out there watching has found this useful. Uh, and, and like I said before, we've got plenty of other videos in the uh, Job Roots for Electricians mini-series. We've been speaking to rail electricians, commercial, domestic, industrial, tutors... Uh, just to give you an idea of all the various routes you can take at so whatever stage you are in your career that there's other options 
Um, you know, we're speaking to people. I don't think we've done a video on it, but we have been. We have spoken to people who they've been in in the job for so many years that their their bodies are they can't keep up with it. You know, they've they've been damaging their knees from kneeling on cold floors and rafters, and they're thinking, where do I go from here? I can't do the physical side, and they might not realise you could go into tutoring or wholesales or technical departments like we've got here at Skullmore. So it's just we just hope that these videos are of use for you and um, HVAC is one of those those routes you can take and I just want to thank you Eddie for coming on the show and speaking to our audience and giving them an insight into what they could expect. So no it's, problem. Uh, it's yeah. been a pleasure to have you. Pleasure to do so. Yeah. Uh, have to have me back for the other stuff. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the line. Exactly. So hopefully, yeah, well, hopefully we'll get um, Eddie back on the show, hopefully in person as well. So that'd be nice. So please, anyone out there watching, make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification button below. There's loads more videos here at SGCV. Thank you for watching.